Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome everybody. And if you are new here with us at Fox River, we are so glad that you are here and a part of things that are going on with us this weekend. For those just joining with us, our series is In Times of Fear. We're wrapping it up this weekend. Um, we do have the other messages that are up online. They're free for you or to be able to share with your friends as well for everyone that's interested. But the bottom line to the series is this. We all experience fear in our lives and God tells us that he does not want us overcome by fear. That is, he doesn't want us to stay in the place of fear because fear will bring us to a place that he does not want us to be in our lives. Truth is, all of us have some fears in common. Think about these. We've got the fear of death. We've got the fear of failure. You've got the fear of loneliness. You've got the fear of suffering. You've got a fear of loss. There's the fear of meaninglessness or purposelessness in your life. How many here would say, I've got at least one of those fears? Yeah. How many would say, I've got two or more of those fears? And my hand is raised for that as well. These are things that we have in common. We also have, though, very unique or personal fears. You could say fears that are as personal to you as your fingerprint is. Some, for example, have a fear of public speaking. In fact, it's said that more people fear public speaking than fear death, which would mean that people would choose rather to be the subject of the funeral rather than the speaker at it. A little more serious note, COVID may have brought out some really significant, some deep-seated fears within you. You may be going through a fear that is relationship-based right now. Your fear may be tied right back to school and what's taking place or what's not taking place for you. It could be your fear would be financial in its matter right now. But you know how real those are. And to be caught in the grip of it, here's what God wants us to know. 220 times, let me say that again, 220 times God says to us, do not be afraid. And when he says that, he is not shaming, he is not scolding as in do not be afraid. But what he's saying is, I don't want you caught. I don't want you under this oppressive power of fear in your life. Jesus' most repeated command to his disciples were these words. Do not be afraid. And every time that Jesus spoke those, he shared hope and he shared help with them, which is exactly what God wants for us today. Some very specific words of hope and help for us. Before we get those, I wanted to encourage you to join with me in this very short, concise prayer today. Last week, Pastor Bill encouraged us to name it and pray it. And that's what our prayer is going to do. Our prayer is this, Jesus, my fear is, and then this is the place that we actually put it in, would you help me? And so as we pray this, I'm gonna pause, and would you put your fear in, and as we ask Jesus for that help. Today, Jesus, my fear is, 
would you help me? Would you help us? Thank you for answering this prayer today, Lord. In your mighty name we pray, amen. Words of hope, words of help that God has for each of us today. I'm gonna ask if you would to read these with me out loud, would you? Have not I commanded you, be strong, be courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now I'd like to open these up a little bit more. And so if you happen to have a Bible available to you, if you can pull one up on your phone, you have one that you brought with you, I want you to go to the book of Joshua, and we're gonna go just back it up a couple verses beginning at verse six, Joshua 1, 6, which says this, be strong and courageous. Would you say one with me? One, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Say two, two, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Say three, three. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Three times God repeated to Joshua these words, be strong and be courageous. Now you may not know anything about Joshua, nothing about his circumstances that are taking place right here, but why do you think that God would say to Joshua three different times, be strong and be courageous? And I'm sure your conclusion immediately pulls you to this. It's because he needed it. And as we now look a little bit further now into these circumstances, I think there's at least four ways that God knew that Joshua needed these words to be spoken to him. The first fear that Joshua was going through was that he had just been appointed the successor to Moses. Yeah, we're talking about the Moses, the march up to Pharaoh Moses and say, let my people go, Moses. Talk about big shoes to fill. In fact, the verse that takes us into the book of Joshua, Deuteronomy 34, 12 says, for no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all of Israel. How would you like to follow in Moses' shoes? Talk about being in over your head. There was a second fear though that Joshua had before him. And that was that he had a lot of people depending upon him. And when I say a lot, we're talking over 3 million people like the entire population of Chicago, the entire population of Los Angeles or Houston. And they were looking to him as well as his family. And if he didn't get it right, if he didn't lead them well, people would suffer. In fact, people would die as a result of that. No pressure, right? Third fear that Joshua was going through was that he knew God had told him to do something but he didn't know how to do what it was that God told him to do. And lastly, Joshua had found himself in the very place, the place that he stood now called Kadesh Barnea, 
where 40 years before there had been an epic failure that had taken place. And the reason this epic failure occurred was because of fear and discouragement that had destroyed so many lives and the future of so many as well. Can you relate with Joshua to any of these? You ever found yourself with a responsibility and you found yourself just like in over your head? Honestly, I feel like that, those are the waters that I'm just swimming in these days. How about you? Do you have friends, family, anyone else that's depending upon you right now? And if you don't get things right, you know that other people are going to suffer as the result of it? How about knowing that you have this responsibility of doing what God wants you to do, but just not sure how to do it? I mean, it may be overcoming an addiction. It may be getting out from underneath the tyranny of fear in your life. Maybe it's some life change. Or do you find yourself being haunted by a failure of the past? We can relate, can't we? God knew what Joshua's fears were. It's why he told him what he told him. And hear me, God knows what your fears are today, that particular fear that you find yourself in at this point in your life. And knowing that God knows, he speaks words of hope and help to us. Specifically, these words from Joshua 9. Let's look at them again. God starts out by saying this, have not I commanded you? Now, when he says this, I don't want you to think command in the sense of like 10 commandments. Thou shalt not fear. What he's saying at this point, tasala, the Hebrew word, it's words of admonition, it's words of life. God said, I want to speak now these words of life to you. And so he says, be strong and courageous. Now, I want you to see how these two connect together. The first word, be strong, talks about strength and living strong outwardly. I know it's a throwback in history, but anyone recognize this yellow band right here? It was 2004 when I first saw my first live strong band. My brother-in-law, Dennis, was wearing it. It caught my attention, and so I asked him the question like, hey, Dennis, what's that band for? And he said, well, you know that Amy has cancer, and I didn't know that she had cancer. And he said that the Livestrong um, organization and these bands were to help not only the person with cancer, but those that were relatives of theirs, close friends of theirs, to actually live strong outwardly with the person that's going through cancer, rather than just being overcome by those circumstances, to be able to do what they can to continue living in a strong way through that. This is what God reminds us of as well. Now, I know the band, some people would, might discount it, right? Because Lance Armstrong kind of blows up in the end. But just another reminder of this truism that character ultimately determines legacy. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, shall we? There were 80 million of these bands that inspired people to live strong in spite of the fear or with the fear that they were going through. That is God's word to us as well. He then couples it with this next phrase, be courageous. And courage 
is talking about strength of spirit or strength that comes from within. God's strength to us is strengthening that comes from within us so that we can live strong and we can live out doing the things that he asks us to do. Nelson Mandela is pretty famous for this saying that courage is not the absence of fear, but it's the overcoming of fear in one's life. I want you to hear what Jesus said about this. Jesus said in John chapter 16, actually, this is, these are the very last words that Jesus gives to his disciples, the last teaching that Jesus gives to his disciples. Think about the significance of that at the Last Supper. And here's what Jesus said. He said, I have told you these things now so that in me you may have, say it with me, peace. Jesus goes on to say that you will have suffering. You will have trouble in this world. We have to come back to Jesus knew that there were gonna be things that bring fear to us. There's gonna bring difficulty into our lives. And because of that, he says this. Wanna say it with me? So be courageous. I want you to have that strength of spirit within. He said, I have conquered, I've overcome this world. With the strength that God has given me within to do what I needed to do, Jesus is saying that is the same strength that I am going to be giving to you as well. Strength from within to couple with strength from without to be able to face those fears. We do not have to be afraid. That is to live in this cycle of fear in our lives. We do not have to be discouraged. That is to be hopeless or without hope because God is there and God wants us to step into these words of hope and life for us. Now, I hope at this point, you're thinking this, like, I can do this. In fact, I can overcome my fear. And then you may be thinking this as well. Why is it that my fears seem to be less when I'm in church, when I'm watching this online, but when I step away, when I get back into the world, when I get back into work, when I'm facing that fear, they just come back and they overpower me again because that is reality. And it's to that reality God speaks. There are three essentials, hear me, essentials, three essentials that God gives to us so that we can be strong and courageous, not afraid, not hopeless in our lives. The first one is this. God says it is essential that you learn and live God's word. If you remember, Joshua 1.8 said this. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Now, that sounds funny. And when you look at it in the Hebrew, it's actually a little funnier. It says, I want you to keep my word, the words of this book, and murmur them and mutter them in your life. Anybody know a murmurer or a mutterer? Normally, we just think of that in a very negative connotation, don't we? How about this? Anybody here talk to yourself? Come on, it, you know, let, let's admit that. You know somebody that talks to themselves? In essence, that's what God is saying here. I want you talking back to yourself the words of this book, that I can do all things that, through Christ that strengthens me, that God will never leave me or forsake me, that he will give me strength in my weakness. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, you are there with me. God is my hope. God is my refuge. Very earnest questions. Do you want to hear from God? 
Do you want to grow in your faith, to grow in your relationship with God in 2021? Do you want to overcome fear in your life? God says, then we will need his word to be able to do it. Jesus said, you will know the truth, know it, live it, and the truth will set you free. Paul reminds us that all scripture, it's God-breathed, and it's profitable for us in our lives. Now, I know the Bible's a big book, Bible's an intimidating book, and if you're, if you're going like, where do I even get started with this? The place I want you to get started, and to get started this week would be this. I want you to go and download the YouVersion Bible app. As soon as you do that, I want you to sign up for the verse of the day. Every day, you are going to get a word from God that you can carry with you in that day. You could murmur, you could mutter it, you can speak it back to yourself, and you'll begin to receive from God the help that you need. Now, if you're already doing this, I know so many are, you may be ready for a next step. Your next step will be to begin reading the Bible a little bit more. Now, it could be by uh, using one of the Bible plans. YouVersion's got some great Bible plans. I, I think those can be super helpful for us. Or you may just go out and you may want to get a Bible. You can download one on your phone, download it there, or you could, you know, just use a physical Bible yourself. And I want you to begin reading in it some every day, maybe a chapter every day, specifically from one of the Gospels. That would be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You're trying to figure out which one to start with. Mark is the shortest. If you want to get that under the belt right away, Luke was written to people that weren't Jewish at all. And if you're, you're going like that, that would be me. Luke would be a great place for you to start. Any of the Gospels, they're biographies of Jesus. They're going to help you to hear from Jesus, to learn more about Jesus and what it is that he has for us in our lives as well. Personally, I've been opening up the Bible, reading something from it for a little over 45 years every day now. I haven't been doing it for pastor guy. I've been doing it just for guy. And I can tell you it's been one of the most important things, impactful things that, that I've done uh, for me. And I think most would just go like, ooh, that, that's really good. You know, we're, you know, we're happy, we're proud for you, guy. But we still may not get the significance of it. So think about it this way. If I, for the last 45 years, were to take a dollar, and every day for the best 45 years, I would invest a dollar a day, that would mean that today I would have about $3 million. How many of you are thinking that I'm really wishing that I would have invested a dollar a day for the last 45 years of my life? But what I have done is I've invested a little bit of God's word every day for the last 45 years in my life. And though I didn't know the money side of it, I, I do know this, that I am richer spiritually for having done so. The reason that I am going to open a Bible tomorrow, and I'm going to read in it again for Guy, is because I want to invest in my spirit. I want to invest in my relationship with God. The reason that I want you to read and open your Bible 
today and then open it again tomorrow and the next day so that you are going to be investing in your life and you are going to be setting yourself up to be able to hear from God. It will make all the difference in the world. Long time ago, I wrote in the front of my Bible this truism that says that this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. And I can testify to how true that that actually is. Second essential, God would say, to be able to be strong and courageous would be we need to live in the truth that God is with us. Each person in the Trinity actually speaks into this powerful truth. God the Father says this, that I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. You'll see that in Joshua 1, chapter 5. You'll see him repeated all throughout the, um, the scriptures and into the New Testament. Jesus says, and Jesus, whose name is Emmanuel, which means God with us, said to his disciples before he ascended back into heaven after his resurrection, he said, I will be with you always to the very end of this age. And the Holy Spirit the spirit that we have indwelling us, the spirit who is the antithesis of fear, makes this declaration that God hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a strong mind. Yes, our fears are real. And yes, God's presence with us is real as well. God will never leave a child of his. Look at these words with me. They are so beautiful. Yet to all who received him, that is Jesus, to those who believe in Jesus' name, he gave the right to become children of God. If you're, a if you're a child of God, if you're a children of God, if you're a child of God, God said, I will never leave you, my child. If you haven't yet received Jesus as your savior, today is the perfect day to be able to open your life up Realizing that the reason that Jesus died on the cross, the reason that he rose again was so that you could not only have your sins forgiven, but so that you could become a child of God, to have the eternal life that God desires for you. And I hope that you'll do that today. And then there's a third essential. We said it is essential. God says it's essential to learn and live his word, to live in the truth that he is with us at work, at home, wherever we go. And then three, that we need to get and give encouragement from others. See, Joshua's legacy was one of getting and giving encouragement. 40 years ago, when he stood in this very same plot, the same place, Kadesh Barnea, Moses had sent 12 individuals over into the promised land to report what was it like. All 12 came back and said, it is amazing. But 10 of them then went on to say, and it's a death trap. If we go in there, we're gonna die. And two, Caleb and Joshua said, God has so set us up for success with this. Now think about it. You've got 10 voices of discouragement. You've got two voices of encouragement. Which do you think won the day? Which is easier to latch onto, the discouraging words or the encouraging words? Look at the, you know, there's so much more discouragement than encouragement going on. And I think there may be a social media message in here at that point. But knowing how we're prone to be open and infected by discouragement, 
God tells us this. Jesus is the one that says, I want you to encourage one another. In fact, this is a command that gets repeated in the New Testament. First Thessalonians 5 is one of the places it simply says, encourage one another. And so I wanna ask you today, where do you go to get encouragement that you need in your life? And where do you give it? Are you getting and giving encouragement? I'm gonna ask everyone again that is not currently a part of a small group, whether it's at Fox River, somewhere else, that you would make sure in February that you're part of one. Our groups are based on this model here. We call it ESPN. It stands for encouragement, scripture, prayer, and next step. Each group is set up to be able to make sure that these are key elements that are being brought into each group member's life and that they're participating in that way. In February, we're gonna start a brand new series. I think it's gonna be a truly life impacting, I hope a life changing series, subject of it's gonna be prayer. But if you aren't in a group, I'm gonna ask you just for February, would you join with us in a group? Get into what we call a sermon discussion group, which is, and you can do it virtually, you can do it in person, so either one that way, and you will be able to interact on some of the things that are said in here, but to be able to give and get encouragement from others. Just try it for four weeks, and at the end of that, you can make a decision of how important and valuable it's actually been in your life. If you're not yet, or you're just kind of thinking about how do I get into you know, relationship with God or find out more about God, there's a group called Alpha I'd also suggest to you. You can look at over 50 different choices, which is, I think, overwhelming on our website, but go and check those out. But if you have any doubt, just join to get into a, into a message-based uh, discussion group and give that a try. Bottom line, God's bottom line. In times of fear, I want you to be strong and courageous. Why does God tell us, be strong, be courageous? It's because he knows that we are going to be confronted, that we can be overwhelmed with the fears that life brings to us. And he does not want that to take place. He does not want us to end up in a place he does not want us to be. So this week, Will you learn and live God's word? That is each day, open yourself up to listening to what God said and then applying that in your life. Will you this week live in the truth? God's with you. He's with you in what you're going through. He will not abandon you. And if you haven't yet received him, today's the day. And finally, this week, will you get and give encouragement? Our series verse has come from 1 Peter chapter 1, and it says this. May God bless you richly and grant you increasing freedom from all anxiety and fear. This is God's heart. This is God's will for you. This wallpaper is available for you to be able to get from our website to download and to share with others, but then to live out in our lives. Ready to pray with me? God, we thank you that you meet us in our fears. And we thank you for the strength and the courage that we can receive from you. 
Our commitment is to learn and live your word, to live in this truth that you are with me wherever I go. And how important it is going to be for me to get and to give encouragement to others. And I make that commitment to you now, Father. For those that are ready to trust Jesus, as you pray this simple prayer, Jesus, I believe that your death on the cross and your resurrection was for me because I needed it. And I turn to you as both Savior and the leader, the Lord of my life today. If that's your prayer, can I just ask you, would you lift up a hand wherever you're at? And to everyone, God bless you in this. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and for your help in life. To you be the glory. Amen. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.